0: Everyone and welcome to episode 120. This week, my guest is Celeste, aka Talker. What a cool artist name. Talker's EP, In Awe of Insignificance, drops on March 25th. I urge you to listen to it. I got to hear it already. I love it. I love everything about it. And this song, My Meds, just came out. It's one of the singles. It's beautiful, it's haunting. And uh, Celeste goes into some details, some behind the scenes tidbits about how the song was recorded and the thought process behind it. She is just, I could have talked to her for hours. I genuinely love the EP and I'm excited for you to hear it. So definitely mark that on your calendar, March 25th. In the meantime, we talk about all different things about, um, you know, how the pressure of of creating and during everything that's been going on in the world and maybe having to take a step back and how that sort of has made us lose joy in the things that we used to love we also talk about um just like the album in general the ep it's eight tracks so she gets into that a bit love this one i hope you enjoy it i hope you end up listening to her music and just have a good time getting to know her here is episode 120 of let's talk with scogs with talker um, where are you calling from today? Are you in LA? Yeah, I am. I'm in Studio City.
1: Studio City. How long have you lived there? Uh, well, I've been in this house almost four years, and I, but I was like in other parts of the valley before that. Mm-hmm. So I've been in LA like six years. Six years. I gave it ten. <laughs> and then I, know. I, I'm like, I'm like kind of, I'm, I'm not ready to leave, but. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, coming back from the pandemic. Like, I want to stick it out and see how everything mm-hmm. goes. But I'm definitely, like, it's it's a lot.
0: Yeah. It's a lot. It's a very big city. It's huge. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Well, where are you based now? So now I live in Oklahoma City. My husband and I got married in 2020 during the chaos of the world mm-hmm. at the courthouse in Santa Barbara. It was lovely. Our That's dog cool. was our only guest. Oh. <laughs> um, And then – We had just sort of talked about, you know, like I lived in LA all through my 20s, you know, it was wonderful. It was exactly what I needed, but I learned how to be honest with myself about what I need currently, Mm -hmm. not what I needed as a young person. And I was ready to like buy a house and like kind of slow things down a bit. And he's from here and we just kind of moved in July of 2020. We bought a house. Um, our dog has a yard and we've just sort of calmed down and through this podcast and through all the friends I've made, I'm still very much connected to Los Angeles. Like we just finished our honeymoon and we finished in LA because we both love it so much that it's still a big part of our lives and our story. Um, I lived in North Hollywood for a minute and then mostly in like the mid Wilshire area. Uh huh. Yes. Nice. And then I had friends in Mar Vista. I had friends in the Valley. And <laughs> so I was right in the middle for most yeah. of the time there. So
1: I could go either way. <laughs> right. But you definitely end up doing a ton of driving. It's like, yes, yeah, it's big. But I actually I love Oklahoma City. I had a great <gasps> couple of days there on tour. Um, I went to the pump every yes. night. <laughs> <laughs> I love that place. And I'm actually um going on tour not not with talker but i'm just playing keys for somebody for a couple weeks and it ends in oklahoma city and i'm literally like the fact that it's the last night means it can kind of be like party town and i'm <gasps> literally excited to go back to the pump i cannot believe
0: that you were saying this this is the this is the first this is the first i wish i had a bell to ring this is the first time on the pod that somebody is familiar to the point where they know the pump, which is a really cool <laughs> gas station that was turned into a bar. They have outdoor mm-hmm. seating. They've got snacks. They're doggy friendly. Um, I just, I'm sorry. I'm just a little too <laughs> that, you are so passionate. So then, okay. So then my dream of maybe Talker coming, maybe someday, at least it's on yeah. your radar that you like it. Okay, great. 100%. 100%. Because I was listening to the EP and I was like, man, nobody tours here. I mean, people do. I'm, that's not true. People we have so many venues,
1: like folks come, but it's overlooked. I mean, I feel like it's like a really good like in-between spot though too, where it's like yeah, the middle of the country is so huge that like I feel like it kind of makes sense to stop there. Otherwise you're just like driving for so long without doing anything. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you've said that. And we're going to put it out
0: there to all of my favorite yeah, make bands. It Oklahoma City is cool. We have a lot going on. It's very diverse. There's tons of venues, lots of art. It's very cool. Oh my gosh. I love that you are familiar. Okay, great. So I'll put that on my wish list that maybe you'll come and I can sing all those songs at the top of my lungs and dance around. I would Definitely. love that.
1: Yes, but where did you grow up? So I actually grew up outside of Sacramento. Okay. um so i have lived in california basically all of my life um mm-hmm. i lived in miami for a couple of years because i went to school there mm-hmm. um i went to university of miami but other than that i've been in california my whole life and uh mm. very torn between the norcal socal divide <laughs> mm. they are very different very different but very different. i don't know i think um I always – I never thought that I would live in L.A. because I was always like, I hate L.A. I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm from Northern California. I hate L.A. But <laughs> that proved itself to be very not true.
0: Yes. And you said it's been six years? Yeah. Six years. And I mean, I can look back at my first few years in L.A. and I'm just like, what was she doing? I didn't know <laughs> anything. I couldn't yeah. get around. I relied on my phone for directions. Uber wasn't really a thing yet, so we took cabs places. Gosh, it was – I was a mess. Like, I didn't know (laughs) – it was sort of like starting over, like going to a new school. and It was very much a fish-out-of-water experience. I grew up in Rhode Island, the tiniest state, and moved all the way across the country. (laughs) I feel like it's
1: like the size of Rhode Island.
0: I mean, it is. Like, (laughs) legit, it's a huge city and a tiny state. They just snuggle up with each other. Um, (laughs) But when I look back at early years of LA, like, there are so many lessons learned and just perspective that I have now. Is there anything that stands out to you when you think about, like, the baby version of you moving to LA for the first
1: time? You know, I don't know about – I mean, there are so many lessons that – if I think about it, like I have learned in my time, but Hmm. I think what you said about it being like going to a new school, like Mm -hmm. that is how it feels. Mind you, because it's like so chaotic and Mm -hmm. everybody acts like five years younger than they are. Um, (laughs) And so it really does feel like you're like at school and like, everybody's trying to be cool and all this stuff. Um, And I still feel like it feels like that. And, like, there are good and bad parts of that, of course. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was definitely, like, chaotic. I think I got really lucky that I found a really great, like, set of people pretty quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you know, it just takes a while to settle. And I look back, like, I've lived in the house that I'm in now for four years, which is, like, out of the six years, like, that's a pretty big chunk and so Mm -hmm. when I do look back on those first couple of years like living in this apartment that I was in and with like this other friend that I that I was living with at the time it really does seem like kind of this like kooky extension of like the college experience (laughs) where you're just like what is happening so Mm -hmm. you know um and it's it and I do feel like it's like a weird perspective now with like two of those years being in the pandemic of course Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. know we'll see we'll see what the next year shakes out to be maybe I'll just totally revert back to that version of myself who knows I think all bets are off at this point for all of us 100% Um,
0: and you're also with dreams of pursuing you know one of the most difficult industries to (laughs) yeah even even just to
1: feel like you fit in in oh totally right (laughs) I mean, I think that that was actually – I think that that's something that I – not to, like, jump in and get super real right away, but that is my nature. Please do. Um, Please do. (laughs) I do feel like that is something that, like, I have struggled with and that I did struggle with a lot, like, especially, like, at the beginning. Um, Mm. You know, I think that it is, like, this kind of schoolyard type of vibe where you're, like, why can't we all just be adults who Mm – you know like don't care about that kind of thing um and Mm -hmm. i think that like i i was laughing talking to my friend yesterday how leaving the pandemic kind of feels like new year's like everybody has a resolution everybody has like a thing (laughs) that they're gonna like do now that life is back and i mine is like trying to not care so much like that and to Mm -hmm. like not have those insecurities and just like i know it sounds so silly especially like you know, I'm in my 20s. I'm, like, maybe by now living here six years, I would have gotten that. But it's, like, an active practice to, like, mm-hmm. not care about trying to fit in and all of these things. And by doing so, I feel like it's a better benefit to you because you just don't have to care about that. And I think that mm-hmm. also, like, people respect that as well. Yeah. So. it's
0: I have memories of first moving and getting to LA and not knowing what my role was even in like a social circle yeah like I had an internship so I had like a couple steps going but I wasn't sure like is it like it's on the hills or is it not really like that I just right. really didn't know what to expect so it was yeah and it, it is for wild. some
1: people that's the other thing too oh it's totally a city that there are so <laughs> many different like lifestyles you come across and like you find yourself at some strange like industry-esque party in the hollywood hills and you're like oh people do this yes okay yes
0: (laughs) i totally had those moments and i thought to myself like why am i how did i get here like what is happening yeah it's it's a wild experience so anyone curious about living in la and seeing what you got going on it's It's a trip. (laughs) Take notes. Write a memoir about it because there's a lot of stories that come forward. I was um, looking at your Twitter or Twitter timeline, and you had posed a question that I thought was so interesting and sincere, and I wanted to like follow up with you and see if anything came to light. You had mentioned about a lot of your friends were pausing making music because it was, you know, there was burnout and causing a lot of anxiety about releasing music. Mm-hmm. and the the loss of joy yeah. in writing and producing music and you know it's your livelihood it's what you're passionate about it's what you work so hard about or work so hard on and I saw some really sweet replies that people yeah. sent um but I feel like losing joy of the thing that you used to have a lot of joy around is sort of a universal experience totally. um so I was curious if if in the past few weeks, anything's come to light that you could share with us that you were able to either gain perspective on or maybe experience
1: firsthand. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that I do agree that like that loss of joy, especially like when you decide to pursue a passion, right? Because suddenly your passion also has to be your livelihood and it has Mm -hmm. to be something where like suddenly you're like quantifying this thing that used to just be like a really fun thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that everybody does experience that. I totally agree. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that I, I don't know that I've like gotten any answers, but I do think (laughs) that I've maybe like, I'm constantly trying to gain perspective on it. You know, I think that, Mm -hmm. um, I think that at the end of the day, no matter what you do, but but I do think that there's like an acute, like specificity to doing music where it's like you can't at the end of the day like yes you do obviously you care about how well it does because you put a lot of passion and time and money into it Mm. um but at the end of the day like it's music and you have to just like have fun and uh you know do it for For the love of it and try Mm. to not Care about how well it does and Ironically I think that like The songs that I expect to Like pop off are Never the ones that do and then the (laughs) ones Where I'm like oh this is like my in between Like you know I'm putting This out but it's like mostly to like buy me Some time until the next thing those are the Ones that then like do really well And resonate Mm. with people and it Just goes to show that like you Can't predict any of it And for me that's like scary because I do like to have a sense of control. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that like this is just simply something where you don't have any control. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I think um you know, it's a tough one and I and to anybody who is listening and like, you know, wants a little more context, I basically yeah, I I have some friends that like st- either like said they were gonna take a break from making music or like their current project isn't really working so they're gonna change their name or they're just Mm -hmm. gonna like take a break for a second and all this stuff which is like fine but I think that like the pandemic you know it forced everything to be online and you know with TikTok uh I'm I am on it and like I enjoy looking at stuff and like I have fun like making videos and stuff so I there's nothing like wrong with it per se but there's this really interesting discrepancy where like it kind of because we haven't been able to like be in person get feedback from people in real time that they like our music that they want to come to our show we're not having in-person connection as much and it's starting to come back but like obviously we haven't had that um you know it kind of makes it feel like Everything that you have put into this, like, art piece, the value of it is whittled down to, like, a 15-second video. Mm. And I think that's, like, where I was coming from with it, too. And I think that we're always gonna – like, like you're not gonna find every great future, like, legendary artist on that kind of platform. Mm. Um you'll find some and I think it's like a good thing that has a lot of value but I don't know I'm rambling but the point being that (laughs) I do I do think that like for me that's where that sentiment kind of was coming from and in the past Mm -hmm. couple of weeks I've really tried to like figure out okay how can I just have fun with this including like apps and social media and all this stuff and like trying to like almost put less like strategy thought into it so that I don't burn out or like care how stuff does mm.
0: all righty if you're looking up a way to entice your friends to come over have a game night but you're sick of playing spades you're overplaying other games you know little Hilo jack let me tell you about hunt a killer hunt a killer will make your game night so exciting and so fun because you're gonna get all your friends together and you're gonna serve a murder mystery Hunt Killer is not just about solving a murder, the game is very immersive storytelling. You'll learn about the backstories of each of the suspects, their complicated relationships with the victim, and everything will unfold as you complete each episode or box. And one of my favorite parts of Hunter Killer is that you can join their spoiler-free community with thousands of members to help each other solve difficult puzzles and talk about true crime. Hunt Killer keeps on growing. They have over 100,000 active memberships and over 2,000 five-star reviews. With each delivery, you'll sift through piles of documents, evidence, audio recordings, and case files, eliminating suspects, and identifying murder weapons until you crack the case with your friends at your house. And if you don't want to subscribe, there are plenty of one-off mysteries and collections each season that need to be solved. And part of the proceeds for every box goes to the Cold Case Foundation, an organization that is dedicated to helping with real-life cold cases. So right now, you can go to huntakiller.com slash SCOGS, S-C-O-G-G-S, and use code SCOGS for $10 off your order. Again, make sure to use code SCOGS for a $10 discount. Okay, folks, get cracking. I, the things that came to mind were, like, back to basics, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, maybe totally. finding joy in the process rather than the
1: outcome. 100%. And I think that's a big thing for me. You know, I I love releasing because I want to share my music with people. Um, but the creation of it is really, like, where – that you know Mm -hmm. where that magic is and i'm like you know i have this ep this ep coming out at the end of march and so i've been like kind of like in that world trying to like make stuff for it all of that but like my brain is already like firing on like what the next stuff is going to be and like i'm starting to feel that excitement for the first time in a long time again because i'm Mm -hmm. like oh like i want to write about this and i want to make this thing and i want to do all of that and i'm like oh yeah like there is joy in creating it's like figuring out how to make the output less stressful right
0: yeah it's a really tough time I I have my own version of what you're describing and Mm -hmm. I I did hit pause and I'm trying to get the energy to wrap my head around how I want to like open that box again it's very weird it's a very weird feeling especially for something that at one point in my life I was like obsessed with couldn't get enough of it. Right. Loved it. And then with being like the pandemic, it just all sort of evaporated. Yeah. Bummer. (sighs) Well, speaking (laughs) of the EP, yeah. Segment change. (laughs) Um well tomorrow my meds comes out. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So by the time this airs, it's available to stream. Go stream my meds. And (laughs) you had talked about this song being like a self journey experimentation and patience. It took the longest to reveal itself. And I'm not an artist. Like I write, I journal lightly journal, but Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've never released music or really put my heart and soul into something. And I'm always intrigued by either the songs that come really fast or the ones that you have to like kind of slowly work their way out of an artist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so talk to us about my meds cuz it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I mean it's funny. I think the process from like when I first wrote it to finally like having a produced version it must have been like a year. Wow. Um and the verses came really quickly and then I didn't know what to do with the chorus. Uh, so I brought in another friend of mine, um, who's like really, really good at like pulling, pulling the thread of what you're working on and being like, Mm. here's a new angle. Like, did you think of it this way? And so that came together. And then, um, the song, you know, it, it has a lot of different layered meanings that like everybody can pull out for themselves, uh, past the surface level of just like, meds obviously um Mm -hmm. you know there's like deeper layers to it and one of those things for me was thinking about like what crutches we rely on in our life um Mm -hmm. and with that when I was making the demo for it I felt like I had been using the guitar as like a crutch musically and so I didn't put any guitar in the demo um it was just like this like bass synth and some like piano stuff And um, Like a kick drum And that was it Because um, mm-hmm. I really wanted to like force the sound To go in a different direction And like force myself to mix it up And like try to do musically What I was talking about lyrically wow. um, So yeah And then because it was like Suddenly had a different sound I ended up reaching out to um a different producer than who I was working on with some of the other songs my friend James Sunderland and um he's in a band called friendship that I like play keys for as well when when they tour and so they're like a lot more pop than a lot of the stuff I've done but I was like you know what like I feel like this kind of makes sense because of the direction that I wanted to take it um so that was really great but then because it was so different it was like It was, like, a real brain exercise to try to figure out, like, what is this arrangement? How does this, like, properly, like, reflect what the song should be and all of this stuff? Mm. And we went into a studio and worked on it. But then it was funny because the only thing we ended up keeping from the studio was, like, a voice memo (laughs) from the piano. Nothing that we actually, like, needed a studio for. And then it still wasn't done, and I was, like, getting ready. We were, like, rapping production, getting ready to send it to mix, and I was, like, this vocal that we tracked in the studio just, like, does not feel – it just doesn't feel right. Um, and he was, like, I agree. And he was, like, I kind of, like – I was hoping you would say that, but I didn't want to be, like, hey, you need to kind of retract these vocals. And I was, like, <laughs> no, I, I really do. And so that day I just did them at home, and I – I like really wanted to capture the feeling so I like it sounds like so dramatic but it is true um I like lit a bunch of candles in my room and like pulled the shades and put on my twinkle lights and I laid on the floor and I recorded the vocals by myself just like lying on my floor um and yeah that's the vocal that's on there now so it was like really a journey to like get it to be what it needed to be um but like I'm really glad that we didn't like settle for anything I
0: mean it's so it's such a strange sen- sensation that you described that's how you recorded the vocals because that's mm-hmm. how it makes me feel yeah yeah it makes I me feel that. like I want to lay in the dark and just like sing along with you and just like feel it all and take away any other stimuli and just like be in it
1: yeah yeah totally <sighs> and I mean that was like that was why I felt like that was really the only way to record it. You know, it was just like it's too like intimate and personal of a song to like stand in a vocal booth and sing it. Yes, there was. There's a
0: line that says, "Who I, who am I now when I'm not pretending?" And I like wrote it down. And I, <laughs> I of course, I will interpret anyone's art into my own little world and my of own course, little experience, as you should. And I was like, oh my gosh. It feels like it was plucked right from my heart.
1: Oh, I'm so glad.
0: Yes. And it opens with Sad Chick and then closes with My Meds. Yeah. So we do. And there's eight songs on this EP. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. We go everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it was funny. I (laughs) There's like different schools of thought on how long an EP should be. (laughs) And some people are like, this is an album. And I'm like no, it's an EP. (laughs) I just, you know, I think that uh, there was a time when I thought it might come out a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to release my debut album, like, during the pandemic when I couldn't tour and Mm -hmm. everything was so up in the air. And it's just like, I feel like there's so much pressure on like an album. And I just like wanted to have a little bit more under my belt first, because I think that you know, I've released not a ton of music, but, like, two shorter EPs, and, you know, Wax was, like, at the time, it felt so me, and and I still love it, but, you know, I think that sometimes my music, like, it straddles this line of, of pop and indie rock, and, like, mm-hmm. obviously there are, like, some pop punk and emo influences, but it's certainly, and, like, with all due respect to that genre, like, that is very much, like, not the world that I actually feel like my main influences come from or my main Mm -hmm. sound and so I really wanted to like have a bigger picture of who I am as an artist before putting out an album Mm -hmm. um so yeah so that became this EP and uh yeah I don't know I I like having I like that it's long
0: you Mm -hmm. know
1: I like having like you said we go everywhere and I think that was like really important for me to experiment with I was
0: so glad there were eight tracks because I was just having such a good time and it just kept on going. And I, it's, I don't mean to say that like, to sound like I was shocked that it was as as enjoyable as it was, but you know, you get sent a lot of things and some stuff I I can see that it's good, but it's like, I don't feel as connected to it sometimes but it was delightful today to, to (laughs) click on that link and then just spend the morning, like hanging out with you and your brain and in your heart. And I, I honestly did look at your website looking for, or hoping for tour dates, which I'm sure will come at some point, but I was like, man, she's probably never going to come to Oklahoma city. Uh Well then
1: for you to say you have a
0: You know, some sort of affection for it I was like, oh,
1: maybe my chances will grow (laughs) No, definitely I mean, it's just like such a crazy time right now Obviously, like everybody's (laughs) trying to tour again So everybody's competing for holds I was talking to somebody the other day Who um, was like booking a tour for a band that they work with And he was like, we just got the 11th hold out of venue And I was like, oh my god, like never wow. heard that before um so I am working on some dates that uh are coming together right now so hopefully that'll get solidified soon and I can announce but I really am hoping to like do a lot of touring this year um mm. I think realistically it'll be like the second half of the year once things somewhat shake out a bit because mm-hmm. um, there's just so much like rescheduled dates as well as new dates and you know larger artists and competing for the same stuff is smaller so I think that um you know it might take a second but I definitely like I want to tour all over the place and that includes Oklahoma City so I would (laughs) definitely love to get there this year and you'll be the first to know
0: (laughs) oh perfect oh perfect oh perfect (laughs) um is there anything else about the EP specifically that you want to share or know like a question that I would never think to even ask
1: um well, this is kind of interesting, and I don't know. It, it's just like a little thing more about it that I think yeah. is really fun. Um, so obviously, if you've followed my music and followed the releases so far from this EP, like everything has had a video, mm. and everything will have a video. So all eight songs are gonna have videos that come out. Um, most they're all produced by me. Some of them are co-produced. Um. And some of them are also directed by me. And then my meds video is one of those. But um, I, when I was making, so like I said, like I really wanted this EP to capture like a broader perspective of my brain and like really capture a feeling. Um, And so before I started production and like, while I was still in the middle of writing, I specifically like didn't uh, like, refer choose any musical references um and Mm. what I did instead is I made a little Pinterest board and I had um like this big visual reference board instead of like images and aesthetics that really captured the feeling I wanted and I was like and I was really getting into more visual art at the time as well and like starting to like get into like buying some prints from artists that I like and putting them around my room and like really creating like this whole feeling for my life and so when I was making the record obviously once it got time for production like we did pull in references and stuff like that but the whole idea was that I wanted the EP to be a soundtrack for like that visual landscape um and really like evoke a similar feeling and so when the ep comes out i am going to be sharing some of that and like sharing some of the the visual artists that inspired wow. me um and that's why there's going to be a video for everything because i really want to like lean into that uh with the music as well i don't know how you guys
0: do it i don't know how <laughs> you guys do it. just constantly making things and ideas and i mean I, I, through the pandemic I have been on the receiving end of lots of music and yeah. from, from the artist community, like you guys have been making stuff. I have not made anything. I have made some, I made a cake, <laughs> I made, I taught my dog um, how to army crawl. Like there's just, there's really not much that I can say except for just be really proud of yourself. That you made anything let alone eight music videos an ep of eight songs that i happen to really love and to Mm -hmm. also have had moments of like self-exploration and questioning like why do i feel this way what does this mean like it's just good job
1: thank you so much i really (laughs) appreciate that (laughs) of course you know and it is a it has been a weird time and so like yeah people who, you know, I know like a lot of other musicians. I know a lot of people who did make stuff and a lot of people who were like, I cannot do anything right now and like mm-hmm. that's super valid. Like, yeah. It's it's weird. It's a weird one. <laughs> yes.
0: Unprecedented is the the
1: the, right. big old, the big as old they old say. As they say. Yeah. Okay,
0: I would love to have a little bit of fun. Not that this hasn't been fun, but <laughs> I do have this game we play. <clears throat> it's called Overshare. Okay. And we have to answer questions together. Like, we'll take turns. And I have a hundred and, I'm sorry, 220 questions. They're oh, wow. all numbered. Okay. So these questions are, like, first date kind of questions. Like, some are really silly. Some are thoughtful. Um, some are pretty generic. So uh, pick a number, one through
1: 220. Oh, wow. Um, 109.
0: 109. Oh, this one should be for you. I mean, I think it's it'll,
1: <laughs> this. this <laughs> what inspires you at work each day? <laughs> ah, my emotions. Yeah, my my brain.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I read it. And I was like, oh, I should skip this one because it's so obvious, or we've already like spent all this time talking about it. Right. But <laughs> I don't really even know what my answer would be because my. I have like lots of different little jobs. This is my favorite of all the jobs yeah. is connecting with artists and talking and getting to pick their brains and realize how much we all have in common. Um so what inspires me each day? I mean, I I I don't know if it makes as much sense, but my emotions inspire me as well.
1: Yeah. Cause there I mean, there's days I I that are harder than did. others. Yeah. <laughs> it goes into everything though, like truly, like yeah, that you know, I think uh, it doesn't matter what you do. Like that's gonna affect and impact everything.
0: Yeah. Okay, pick another number.
1: Okay. Um. Fifty three. Fifty three.
0: Oh. Question number fifty three. If you could move anywhere, where would you go? Mm,
1: that's a good one that's a tough one, yeah, so I think uh, this is so tough i i my my instinct gut answer is what I'm gonna go with which is Berlin um wow. I'm actually thinking of like spending a little extended time there this mm-hmm. year um but it gets so cold in the winters that like I don't know that I would like want to live there long term. <laughs> <laughs> Like genuinely the coldest I have ever felt in my life. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, If I could move anywhere,
0: I would, I don't think it would take much convincing, but I would move <laughs> to, I would move our family to Hawaii nice, and yeah. we were just in Kauai and it was just so chill and not stressful. And yeah. even the folks that actually live there moving about the world didn't seem all too stressed out. They seemed like pretty happy and just like going about their day. Totally. Um, so really it's, it's a tiny little Island and it's just really beautiful. And I'm going to, I'm going to pick Hawaii. We're going yeah. go oh to, we're going to go to Oh my Hawaii.
1: gosh. That'd be amazing. <laughs> okay. One more number, please. Okay. 200.
0: 200.
1: What made you laugh today? Oh, um, my my roommate, um, yeah, I live with like my best friend. Her name is Fiona, and we have like a really kooky close relationship. And um, she made me laugh, and I can't remember what she said, but we we always (laughs) we've become like total porch people during the Mm -hmm. pandemic, and we sit on our porch (laughs) every morning and we drink our coffee and we read and she's reading she's reading Tropic of Cancer by Henry Miller oh my gosh I know I'm like okay uh but apparently like he either is like saying the most crazy poetic difficult to understand thing in that book or he's talking about like poop uh and there's like no in between (laughs) which is like it's like very crude apparently I haven't read it um but she read me some quote from it, and I can't remember what it was, but it made me just crack up. <laughs> oh, goodness. What are you reading? I'm actually – oh, my gosh. It sounds so pretentious. I'm reading On the Road right now by Jack mm-hmm. Kerouac for yeah. the first time. Um, yeah, I, like, really got back into reading during the pandemic, which was really nice, and I'm, like, trying to keep it up even as mm-hmm. things get busier. Um. But I'm reading On the Road right now, and to be honest, like, I'm not loving it. Mm. <laughs> like – kind of struggling to get through it but I see like I appreciate it I'm like fighting through because I really want to love it but I'm not I I, I think I just really expected to love it so much that I'm kind of like huh yeah it's kind of one of
0: those books that I'm trying to be polite I'm trying not to <laughs> offend anyone I don't want someone to be like that's my favorite book and I just right, ruined of it course. But I remember that book being featured, this is going to really show my age, um, on (laughs) Dawson's Creek that I think Joey was reading it or something or Uh I think she was dating a guy who was reading it. This was like the college years and it was like such a big attraction that this guy was reading this book or knew this book or that she was reading it and I admit that I went to the Barnes and Nobles and bought it and I was like, I'm gonna read this book. It's such yeah. a turn on. It's
1: so cool <laughs> to read this book. And I don't think I finished it. Yeah. It's it's like I think it's tough with any like piece of like art or culture or whatever that's like so like lauded and mm-hmm. like celebrated where you put so much expectation into it. And then it's like, if you don't like it, which can happen, you're like extra disappointed. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. I'm fighting through like I really want to finish it, but it's taking mm-hmm. me a really long time. And it's like not that long. And I'm like, okay, at some point, like I have to commit to just like powering through or giving up. Yeah. I just I just started reading again
0: for the first time in forever. Like mm-hmm. I could read a book and then not feel like I want to read another book for so long. Yeah. And I I recorded an episode with a friend of mine who works in publishing. She works in children's book publishing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And after we she, during the, the conversation she said she had read like 200 books last year. Whoa. And I was like, "Oh my god." I had dyslexia as a kid. Like reading to me was like painful. Yeah. And she's like, well, just read stories that you think are fun. Like don't read stories because you think you have to read the Tropic of Capricorn or Tropic of Cancer. Like you can just read a story that you like. So I went on Goodreads and I like follow some of my friends. So I picked out some books that looked like good casual reads and I've been gobbling them up. (laughs) that's great what what was your like most recent read or your current read so I just finished um such a it's such a fun age oh that's on my list it's really good it's like sometimes it's kind of cornball but I like loved once I realized where the story was going I was like oh this is really interesting yeah so that was a good one and then my mom suggested this book that's just so sad it's called four winds and it's about the dust bowl So it's these like families during the great depression, trying to migrate from like the panhandle of Texas to California. And the mother is like alone. And it's just, it's so sad. Yeah. And every time I'm reading it, I'll like gasp. And my husband goes, what happened now? And I'll be like, I had to kill the horse. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) But it's, I mean, it's a good story. I'm like on the edge of my seat. I really want this to turn around for this family. Um, Oh and then when God. I'm done with this one, I was gonna read. Um, there's one that's called like the people you meet on vacation. I have something. that
1: on my list too. That's like yeah. I really want to read that soon. Yeah, so yeah. that's my vibe. Like that's so fun. Yeah. Have you read um the Midnight Library? No. Okay, I just finished right, yeah. that one. It's really good. I, that Great. was one where I like couldn't put it down at night and was like excited to like get up early and read it kind of thing so Yes. uh yeah definitely recommend that one
0: yeah because I mean growing up in school I never liked the books they gave us because I was going to be tested right and then I just like I was dyslexic like I just got I just reading to me was like not my strong suit I didn't like it and I just recoiled at the idea of like book reports and, um,
1: well, right. It's kind of like obviously it's important and I understand the value of that, obviously, but it's like at the same time, like that can definitely take away some of the just like joy of reading. Yeah.
0: Yes. And like stories. I remember
1: when you were talking about Four Winds, it like gave me like a flashback to being 15 and trying to get through Grapes of Wrath. Oh, yes. And I was like, okay, yeah, no more Dust Bowl books for, for me. Yeah. <laughs> They're
0: so sad. Yeah. They're just so sad. And I I would not have made it through. I I don't know how they did it. I'm like really in admiration of all of it. But um I do like a book that will make me laugh a bit and cheer me yeah. up, a tad. <laughs> right. So yeah. Um, okay, well that was overshare. <laughs> I love that. I know. It <laughs> took us in so many different directions. In so many different ways. Um, and then the last thing we do each week is we give advice. So people write in for advice. And so this is called Asking for a Friend. Okay. And these these questions come in randomly. They're anonymous. Um, so we'll see if you have some advice for this listener. Yeah. Uh, this listener is asking for advice on how to cultivate more self-love. Ways to stop spiraling thoughts. Ways to believe in yourself and what you're feeling. Ways to lift others up instead of tearing yourself down. Do you have any advice?
1: Okay. This is crazy. I do. Because and most musicians don't like to talk about their, like, side hustle because music doesn't make much money. They like, <laughs> do social media management for some people, including mm-hmm. a love coach. And... I get so many good tidbits from her and her whole thing is like self-love, self-compassion and um, she has like a a five-step self-love formula. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's kind of like kooky that this question came up. Wait, I'm going to like be that person. I'm going to like pull it up really quick.
0: Yes, please. Uh I've never had anyone with this sort of resource.
1: (laughs) Yeah um it's like kind of kooky so okay i'm pulling it up right here um oh my god does this lady have a book so she has a podcast she's actually currently i'm gonna give her a shout out her name's francesca hoagie all of her handles are dear franny she's currently the the clubhouse like app icon (gasps) um get it girl yeah. yeah so that's pretty cool but she has um Okay, you know what? I, like, can't find it. But, like, the listener who asked this, like, go look her up. And, like, she has, like, a podcast episode about it. Uh, nice. Like, episode 17 I have in front of me. It's called How to Finally Love Yourself. Yes. But her big thing is, like, self-compassion and, like, really giving yourself a break. So it's, like, I, I can't remember all of the exact elements. But, like, this self-love formula, it includes, like, self-compassion, self-gratitude, um, like – three other ones but I think that like being really kind to yourself and focusing on the way you view yourself is essential and the whole thing with her is like you can't you know you self-love is the foundation of true love and Um, you know that's um I I would recommend I don't I don't have the answer myself personally but I have the resource so I would say go go look her up dear Franny yeah yeah shout out
0: Shout out to Franny. Amazing. (laughs) Well, Celeste, this has just been so lovely to get to know you and gush about how much I love the EP. Um, Thank you. Of course, I do want to give you the floor so then you can let everybody know all the essentials, where to follow, stream, like, the dates that are the most important to you. By the time this airs, My Meds will be available. So take it away. Love
1: it. So, yeah, My Meds is out now on all platforms um my ep in awe of insignificance comes out march 25th um and you can pre-order vinyl at my website and like pre-save the ep and all of that and that makes a huge difference um for for me oh my gosh my google home is going crazy (laughs) that was so weird i'm gonna say that one more time for everybody you can pre-order it and pre-save it and it makes a huge difference um for independent artists and if you're in the la area i am playing school night at bardo on march 28th which is the monday after the ep comes out and uh yeah hopefully i'll have some tour dates soon
0: i'm i'm gonna be in la but not that week in march i in my head i was like oh my gosh gonna because i know school night school night's great yeah (laughs) okay well congratulations on everything If there is ever anything that you want to talk about, you want to come back, please let me know. I'd love to have you and hopefully, you know, tour dates will come out and something will be close by that I can get to. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. This was so great. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. You too. Of course. Bye.